So it's talking about a coworker. No, we are not doing a cold open. Welcome to No Applause, Just the Clap. I am Deb, and the dick bag sitting next to me is Doug. And I was talking to a coworker about Futurama. She says she's a big fan, but has never seen the dog episode. Okay, which is extra funny because I was talking about, like, I was talking about comics that made me cry, and there's literally only one. But it's cartoons that made Ooh, me cry. One? Really, Calvin and Hobbes, the little raccoon. Rocket. No, it's not Rocket. No, uh, how much Calvin and Hobbes have you read? Um, I've got like six or seven of the collections. There's. At some point... Oh, the one in the box. Yeah, the, he finds this little oh. raccoon that's sick and hurts. And there's an arc about like it. Like I said, yeah. and he tries to save it, but it ends up dying anyways. And I was... Just, maybe it was my age, because I was probably somewhere between 10 and 12 yeah, when I, I read it I the I read first it now, time. that's a little rough. Like I said, I was probably between 10 and 12 when I read it the first time. But that is literally... And I've read so many different comics with so many different horrible, sad, heartbreaking storylines... And that one, with the little raccoon dying, is literally the only one that actually made me cry. I was going to recommend a comic to you, but I don't think it would make you cry. But That's not a make me cry, I'm just saying. But however, the dog episode of Futurama might literally be like one of the top five saddest TV episodes fucking ever. Actually, it's always within the top ten. Yeah, like if I you said, Google like saddest television episodes, it's within the top ten consistently. Well, because everybody, animals are way better than people. People kind of suck. Animals do not. And so the death of a pet, especially a beloved pet that you have such a connection to, and he tries so hard to, you know, get the dog back. It's it's just horrible. And they actually try and, and make they a say, joke about it later on in the series. Yeah, you keep seeing the dog over and over again. No, no, no. Um, there's a series where Dr. Farnsworth is trying to find the, you know, link between this species and this species to prove human evolution. And Hermes digs oh, Dr. up... Dr. Banjo. Yeah, the Dr. Banjo episode. Mm-hmm. And uh, Hermes digs up a fossil of another one of Fry's dogs mm-hmm. and hides it from him. And I'm just like, fuck you, you can't make a joke about it. They actually, that's... Uh, and Seymour's fossilized body, I think, keeps making appearances. Yeah. Um, Poor Seymour. Which is funny, because they go back in the series many times and show that he lived a good, full, happy life. Now, do you remember what... It doesn't what, mean it's not fucking sad. Do you remember the what... the first time that they did that... It was him waiting for Fry for forever and oh. then dying. Like I said, horrific. But do you remember sad. what? Do you remember what Flash fossilized him? Bender. It was Bender. Bender is great. Bender. Uh, it was great. the one where he goes back. It was. Uh, it was one of the movies. Uh, uh, I it, think was it was the first one. It was Bender's, Bender's big, big score. score. What was the name of the second one? Uh, it's Bender's Big Score, Beast with a Billion Backs. Beast with a Billion Backs. I was trying to think of that last night. I was actually talking about that last night. I'm like, I really like Beast with a Billion Backs. Then it's Bender's Game and uh, uh, Into the Green Yonder. Wild Green Yonder. Yeah. But like I said, Beast with a Billion Backs is kind of a little bittersweet now because uh, uh, Rice Leventurist is voiced by Brittany Murphy. No. Yeah. Is it really? Yeah. The girl that he the falls polygamist in, that he falls in love with. The polygamist that he falls in love with, who's chief of police, is voiced by Brittany Murphy. They're not tentacles. They're, they're just gen- no, they're gentacles. They're gentacles. Which is just as bad. Wow, we are not even started on our list. Nope. Sorry, talking to a coworker about the Futurama dog episode. Finish your story. Go. I was all like, she hadn't fucking seen the dog episode. Like she looked at me like I was retarded, and I was like, and I'm going. How can you say you're a Futurama fan and having not seen that episode? In general, animals, especially domestic animals, are inherently innocent. And not they the just point. Love no, no, no. Affection. You're on this animal kick, but we're talking about Futurama. 
Oh, I wish I could believe or understand that. Believe or pretend to understand that. Oh, Lord. And he's over here sleeping peacefully now, but Trogdor, still in my head, has the bender voice. I'm back, baby. That's more the, shut up, baby, I know it. (laughs) I'm just like, Trogdor, stop fucking doing that. You're going to wreck it. Shut up, baby, I know it. Although one of my other cats kind of has the Farnswick voice. Good news, Who's everybody. Yeah, exactly. You're going to a mysterious planet. X that's killed everybody. Which is funny because the Beast with a Billion Backs also has another one of my favorite lines in it, delivered by Brittany Murphy. Fry's great. Have you seen how much cotton candy he can eat, Doctor Farnsworth? Yes, that's why his blood is so good on pancakes. <laughs> yeah, you remember that. I don't believe you? he pours them on pancakes. He does. Yeah, you remember that, don't you? Yes, I do. So it was in like the weird like IHOP fucking. Which like I actually used to things? do, like, I used for salsa at work, oh, Dana. Yeah. The weird plastic. Yeah, uh-huh. Which is funny, because it with actually, the, with the yeah, thumb it thingy? actually is plastic. Why the shit would you keep copy in plastic? Because glass holds heat better, so it keeps the copy hotter. What are you talking about, coffee? You don't, no, those, those are designed for coffee. I mean, there's smaller ones for syrup, but there's bigger ones for, oh, never mind. So this was a week. Yeah, this week was a thing. The thing that happened, um, this was also my birthday week, Yay. which, continuing the tradition that I've asked for you I'm for sorry. the last... I'm sorry. Let the show begin. Yay! Yay. Uh, okay, so following a tradition of, I think we've only done it for one year, well, it's two years now, but I'd start reminding you about four to six months beforehand, I asked uh, for... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, between two and four, yeah. Like I said, I ask you to make me a birthday mix every... Mm-hmm... Sorry, I thought you were stopping recording. That's fine. No. Like I, said, I asked you to make me a birthday mix every year, and you made me a birthday mix this year. You actually made me two mixes. You got me the Awesome Mix Volume 1. Yay! And Please talk mix. about that while I do this. Uh, the Awesome Mix Volume 1. From Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, so remember how I told you my stereo was dying? Uh-huh. And it randomly sets off an alarm at 3 a.m. every morning if I don't have it unplugged? Mm-hmm. I'm actually having a hard time ripping the CDs onto my iPod because the disk drive in my laptop has gone bad and the disk drive in the non-turns laptop is external and he left it at the bar, like we told you. Mm-hmm. So I had them, I actually plugged back in my stereo and had them in my stereo. Yeah, yeah, 3 a.m. last night, awesome mix volume one. Ooga chaka, ooga 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 chaka. That is what woke me up from my drunken. I can't stop this post-birthday stupor. Is Deborah stumbling around the apartment at three thirty in the fucking morning? There's a chair in the way on that one too. That actually, the chair is actually there for a specific reason. The chair is sitting there because, and you can see it's moved a little bit, but it was within reach of the laptop because I was. Uh, reinstalling iTunes and getting my iPod set back up again on that laptop because mm-hmm. I haven't bothered and trying, trying to rip those CDs into that laptop for my birthday. Like, all my birthday traditions this year just got completely fucked. Except for me making a mix. The birthday mix, yes. Do you want to talk about how awesome the birthday... Oh, by the way, the Awesome Mix Volume 1, I have already gotten Has three requests... The... No, I've already gotten three requests to borrow it and burn it as soon as I'm done ripping it. Uh, as well as saying it, the Billboard, uh... And, and iTunes. And iTunes for, like, the last, what, three weeks? I think it's more like four now. Uh, the movie came out, and, yeah, okay. Like I said, like, the last month, top of the fucking charts. Yeah. Which is crazy, because the kids seeing it don't 
outright know those songs. Well, it's, it's like, oh God, you're going to hate me for saying this. It's like Journey Don't Stop Believing. You know why that song came back and was such a big hit? Because I never stopped believing. It's actually featured on an episode of Laguna Beach. I don't even know what that is. It I was, mean, other than I know what Laguna Beach is. I mean, it's it was an MTV reality show. Sure. Like a thousand years ago. Uh-huh. Like I said, it got featured in one episode. And after that, it was it a huge up. resurgence of A, that song, and B, Journey's entire discography. Huh. It's like Family Guy. They're talking about um, the Bird is the Word episode. Yeah. That was not originally the song they wanted to use. They wanted to use the streak. You know the song I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, And they were denied by... I don't know if it's the artist or if it was his estate, but they were denied use of the song. And one of the things they said is, why would you do that? All you're doing is denying yourself a shitload of royalties. Because, I mean, with Bird is the Word and with <laughs> Rick Astley... It's basically product placement for a song. All you're yeah. doing is exposing your music to a, a whole, whole new generation. Like, like two or three or four Repeatedly. generations. Like I said, a, a giant new faction of fans mm-hmm. that have never heard you before. Like I said, that was the resurgence of Journey. So this with the Awesome Mix Volume 1, it's like, well, it's 70s. But I mean, like, yeah, two or three different generations of kids that have never heard shit like this. And I mean, people like me were my parents, you know. Those melodies, yeah. No, no, no. Oh. My parents were classical musicians. Are you fucking kidding me? So they like Queen. No. Oh. Like I said, I mean, the the most modern stuff that my dad listened to was all jazz, like Stan Kenton. So. I don't know who that is, but I'm assuming he's dead noted. and black. It's jazz in the '30s. That's not an. That's not racist. That's. Just 40s. how it was. 40s. Anyways, but it's so, just one of those things like where the most modern stuff my dad listened to was the stuff his dad and mom listened to. So I like never got any of that kind of generational music until I was much older. Okay. Because see, my mom listened to, and uh, well, my mom listened to a lot of the stuff from like the 60s and 70s, uh, even 80s with Mike and the Mechanics. Um, no, like, um, I, I never listened to, my parents never listened to the Beatles. Never. Like, the most modern thing... It's not thing. a bad thing. I'm always gonna fall on the Rolling Stones camp if you don't know me by now. I'm sorry, it's, I, like I said, the, like, the most modern thing my mother listened to was Papa's Got a Brand New Bag. James Brown. Yeah. Goddamn yeah. classic. Like I said, no, James was Brown. Was in the movie Face Off. Yes, he was. But, he like, like. It's a cigarette from the daughter. But literally, James Brown was the most modern musician my mother would listen to on a regular basis. So, so you were born in the late 80s? Early 80s. Oh, You don't even have to talk about that later, by the way. What, that I was born in 83? 83. So you're three years younger than me. I was trying to figure that out. 31 now, Dad. Yeah, I was wondering if you kind of... That's bother me. Well, no, but I, I... I'm not a person that, and like I said, we've talked about... 30 this. doesn't fucking matter. When you get there, you're like, oh, this is it. But I'm... I, I'm, I'm still 25 in my head. Fuck off. I'm actually 24 in my head. How about you? 25? About 25. Yeah. Like I said, I'm not super hung up on age. You can't stop fucking time. Time can't change me. That's why David Bowie suck it. 
pay no attention to the ageless rock star behind the couch. Damn you. Okay, so we should just talk about the birthday mix. Pull up the, yeah. Speaking of baby Bowie. An uber kick-ass birthday mix. All right, we're going to go track by track. Kind of rapid succession, because we don't want to eat up a lot of time on the all 22 tracks that I made it. Um, <laughs> that I've been torturing my neighbors with ever since, yes. Now, every... Almost every track on this has a reason for being there. We talked Hence this. Hence the name of the mix. Uh, Mutants, Mayhem, and Milestones. Yes. Um, I'm interested to kind of... I want to do the track, and I want to see if you can guess I why it's on there. This is not a great day to do that, because I'm not super on, but we can still try. Uh, track number one is the 1990... What did I say? 92? 96? Whatever it was. 92, I think. Uh, no, it can't be 92. It's got to be like 93 or 94. Um, the X-Men cartoon theme song. I, that, that was actually literally the first cartoon that had an overarching plot line that I ever got sucked into. One that was not just episodic, but had a continual Dude, plot. the two-parter of Knights of, uh, Knights of, Knight of the Sentinels with Morphs dying. Like I said. you know he's gonna die, because Morphs nobody. Like I said, but well, I mean, literally, fang. that was the first. Now he's a thing. Like I said, that was the first series with an overarching plot line I actually got hooked into. Because it was on when I came home from school. So, like, you know, 3.30 in the afternoon mm-hmm. when I'm probably about 9 or 10. All fucking about that. And I could go on and on about how it was based on Jim Lee and Chris Claremont's oh, uh, X-Men in the 90s. But and that's that's why is I, that on there? Like I said, that's why I fell in love with Gambit. Fuck, really? All right. Are you fucking kidding me? Gambit was the coolest fucking character on that entire fucking show. I fucking hate Gambit. And I really hated Jubilee on that show. Fucking uh, yeah. God, I hated Jubilee so much. She had to be on there. She was she's Logan's Robin. Which she was well, annoying and whiny and wouldn't shut the fuck up and made stupid decisions because she was a teenager. They actually changed that when they did the 1996 uh, Generation X comic. But anyway, so why is X-Men on there? Not sure. Um, Other than it's a, a because I have to open up a mix of the theme song. Everything's got a theme. Um, and two, we saw the X-Men oh, yeah, uh, Days, we of Future saw, Past yeah, Days of Future Past for Anna's Going Away Party. <sighs> and then I went to go play D&D. Which well, everyone thought I was kidding about until you corrected and went, oh no, no, you really did go to play Dungeons and Dragons. That was also kind of the introduction of me starting to integrate you into kind of the, the core The social group, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I don't mean that in a douche thing, it's no. just... Like I said, we have the the base group of friends, and we do all of our nerd things together, which we'll talk about later in the episode. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that was kind of the first time you'd seen Anna and Libby and Dave and Tony. Well, I, I've a, known Anna a, for a long time. But I mean, I've in a Emma different since, situa- uh, yeah. social situation. Well, that was the first time I was meeting Libby, because um, I held well, the door for her. You didn't really meet Libby, but yeah, I she held the door there. for her. Um, Poor Libby and Alicia basically just got forced into the group and can't get out now. Track number two. I'll try to sing it. Everything is awesome. Everything's great when you're part of a team. Uh, yeah. Tegan and Sarah with uh, okay. featuring the Lonely Island. Talk about a fucking earworm. Are you freaking kidding me? And of course, I got you the Lego movie this year. Um, also, you and I like that song even if it wasn't in the Lego movie. It just, it seems like one of those, like, almost ecstasy Greek antiquities. Fucking... These are things that rock or whatever he fucking says. It's just Greek antiquities. Like I, I love said. it. It's just one of the, it's one of those songs that it's like almost like ecstasy fueled. Everything is awesome. Well, and the weird part is, like, part of a team. tell yeah. my mom about the Lego movie, and I played her the song. She goes, 
well, that just sounds dumb and repetitive. I'm like, yes, but if you see the movie... That's the point. That's the point, is that it's Especially dumb and repetitive. asking if she's a DJ. Anyways, keep going. Song I love three. this song. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Some of these are going to be a little interesting. Oh My God by Ida Maria. Actually, I have no idea what that song's in the next. I mean, I like that song, but I don't know why you. Put well, it. I and I and I I know you. Uh, actually, I didn't know you liked Ida Maria. I think I don't, I don't think she's got an album after this. Actually, I don't really have. I don't think I've ever heard any of her other stuff. Uh, yeah, I mean, her album is fantastic. Uh, Fortress Found My Heart. Uh, plug, plug, plug. But um, it's there's a literal line where she goes, "Oh, you think I have control? Oh my God! Like, oh, you think I'm really like." You know, like you think I'm, I'm, I'm. You think I'm put together? <laughs> you have no idea. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, uh, and some of this is kind of based on both of us. Okay. Where the mix is never just about me; it's about us. Absolutely. Um, Doug, we're it, a little it's, bit. It's always married. about who I'm making the mix to about, and then myself. We're a little bit married. Mm. Um. Cheryl versus Daryl by the Electric Six. Talked about this last. No, I didn't talk about this on air. About how I, like I said, I just mentioned my stereo is starting to wear out and break, and I've had uh, yeah, it. Yeah, no, since, you talked to me about it. But. Yeah, but I, I've had it since the mid '90s. Like, I think I got it my freshman year of high school. So it, it old, it old, old, and my stereo, of course, has the old ass, you know, alarm function. So it keeps waking Which is me actually up. Weird. Oh. Anyways, it keep it kept and I before I unplugged it. Now it's doing it with the awesome mix. Like I said, it kept waking me up in the middle of the fucking night with Mustang. The first track on it is Adam Levine, yeah. Uh, yes. Like correct. I said, it kept waking me up in the middle of the night playing Electric Six, Adam Levine, and, and I. And what is the chorus to Adam Levine? I. It's what? Fuck you! Fuck you, Adam Levine! Burn in burn hell! Burn in hell! Burn in hell! Motherfucker! Burn in hell! Burn in hell! Like I said, it kept waking me up in the middle of the fucking night playing that song, and I'm stumbling, half asleep, to try and turn it off because I don't know my new upstairs neighbors, but they've never given me any trouble, and my downstairs neighbors are pretty fucking awesome. So I'm like. Don't want to wake the neighbors! Wipe slobber off, stumble towards fucking stereo. And, like I said, Mustang, if you're... You and I have loved Electric Six for forever. Yep. We've seen quite a few shows together. What, three? Uh, you weren't at the last one. I wasn't. I had to work. But we've seen Electric Six together a few times. It's Couple always... Times. Uh, two. Actually, two. It's just two? I could have sworn it's three. No, because he kept trying to pull the hood off my friend Jake on the last one. That was with you and Meg. Shut up. Meg. That's Laura. Well, I mean, Meg was there, but Laura was the one who was with me. Yeah, but then Meg Atencio was there. Yeah. And uh, I brought uh, Jafar and Jakers. Anyways, next next round. Yes. Um, Laid by James. There's an impersonal one on this, and there's a personal one on this. Go ahead. No, it's your turn. Like, you have to explain why it's on the track. I don't know. Um, Although, unfortunately, I'm not going to say the personal one. is on fire with passion and love. Anyways. She only comes when she's on top. High five. I'm so glad you knew what I was talking about. Um, the impersonal part was I played the super cut of... Oh, you did? Oh, my God. The 90s vocal hooks. Um, please put that up on the, the blog. I'll, I'll see if I can track it down. Because, no, you... 
every freaking song on that. Every freaking song on the supercut. I know this. Sixty percent of them. No, it's it's like mentally imprinted in your brain. If you've heard it twice, you're done. You're just fucking done. Um, Great, now I've got Mercy Playground in my fucking head. Damn you, sex and candy. Track number six. Oh, is it six? Yeah, six. Cut your hair by pavement. It's actually it's kind of a it's actually kind of a a a double uh, not double edged but kind of a dual reasoning on this one. Um, do you want to take a guess or no? Actually, I was going to say, I, I... I'll, gi- I'll give you... I've never really been in I'll give you a total of three passes. No. From here on out. Doug, I'm exhausted. It's my birthday weekend and I haven't been sober mm-hmm. in days. I get as many passes as I want. I'm giving you three. That's a birthday thing. Like I said, I've actually never been a big fan of pavement. It's um, more lack of interest than anything else. It's not lack of exposure, because I just haven't listened to much of theirs. Which I told you I'd burn you, so... Um, Go ahead, that's fine. It's just one of those things where it's like, you know, I'm I'm very stuck in the I like what I like. I mean, I've been listening to Elliot Smith for five years now, and I'm still in the Elliot yeah, Smith Yeah, but the phase. musical scene you came up with was... And I, uh, Don't say musical scene I came up with, because I was a fucking goth kid that liked industrial. It's not a scene, it's just noises. So is that. And you know what? Fuck you. I still have all my fishnet and vinyl. Um, I got rid of all of mine. Yeah, I didn't. Um, God, what? To quote, one glorious day, I'm going to look like a weird fucking fur fat waffle for Halloween. Twat waffle? God, that would be a twat waffle, wouldn't it? Well, um, don't make me explain the different definitions of twat waffle. Pavement. Why is it on the mix? Uh, part A... Partially because it was part of the 90s supercut vocal hooks. And two, I, I really like Pavement. I really like Steve Malcolmist. It's That's fine. Why uh, do you have to defend yourself for that? I don't and shouldn't have to. Uh, number seven, Time in a Bottle by Jim Croce. This should be an easy one to... Yeah, yeah. X-Men, Days of Future Past. Correct, the scene where Quicksilver is running around. The weird part is, and I will have you know... Outside of the theme song from the X-Men, Time in a Bottle is the shortest track. It's only, it's literally only two and a half minutes long. I, it just, how it's, weird, how ironic is that? That is like the most spot-on song ever, with the exception of Just Call Me Angel from the leaked Deadpool footage. Just Call Me Angel in the morning and him bursting through the sunroof. Almost pissed myself laughing. Me llamo Pulo de Muerte. There's no way, easy way to say this, Trevor. I'm, I'm pregnant. pregnant. Continue on. Next track. We could go on about yep. that for a second. Uh, track eight. Uh, Battle of Who Could Care Less by Ben Folds 5. Once again, kind of a dual attack on this one. One, uh, once again, the super cut of the vocal Luckily. hits from the 90s. Uh, you two, played them for me mo- once, and you're expecting me to know all of these. Well, this one ends with the whole, like, it's kind of about that, like, 90s um, ambivalence and, like, I don't care and it's cool to not care. I'm sorry, is closing time in here, too? That's about a child's birth, so that's weird. Um, but at the very end, he goes, yeah, I just found your old ID and you're dressed up like the cure. I thought it was kind of appropriate, the fact to how we used to look. I would still do that crap now, except for the fact that vinyl hides no flaws. Like, literally. Vinyl hides no flaws. And B, I just don't have time to go out anymore, so I don't have time to fucking have club outfits. Right. Uh, Next track, sorry. 
Next track, uh, Bowie by Flight of the Concords. Really, that has been a thing for us. I was going to say, if you listen to the show, time. that's an obvious. We're both big Bowie fans. Well, uh, we're also Flight of the Concords fans, so it's also. like two things that I like coming together. And his Bowie impression. I'm Ashes to Ashes, David Bowie. I'm going to a funky, funky party. But it's one of those. I put lightning bolts on my wang. I mean, makeup on your face. Makeup on your face, Brit. Number ten. No Pussy Blues by Grinderman. Once again, double-edged. Well, yeah, because you get double no Because you oversold my soulmate. And two, you saw Nick Cave earlier this week, this uh, year. Okay, we're going to talk about that later. No, we're not. It's damn. Um, Up the Wolves by the Mountain Goats. This one I'm actually not sure you get. No, I know. One, it's been one of my favorite songs this year. Um, well, I know it came out before. years no, ago. You, you yeah. told me that before. That um, you I've been enjoyed it. But it is the song that, with actually no spoilers... I'm actually pretty sure Michael's outside right now, because I think I recognized his sneeze out the window. That's weird. Um, uh, he has me trained like a dog, because I know the sound his keys makes clipped to his belt when he walks. Under my a girl no, like the, my sneeze. No, but I mean, it's, it's like thumb. the most ridiculous Pavlov response I can tell you about. What do you do when he sneezes? That's oh, no, no, nothing like that. It's more one of those, I recognize the oh, sound. Oh, that's Michael. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, you, you can't tell me you don't know specific sounds. Like, when I was younger and we had a dog, I knew the sound of the dog's tags on the collar made when he was running around oh, in the absolutely. dark. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. Continue on with the mix. Um, up, came the, uh, up the Wolves yes. by the Mountain Goats yeah. was the uh, song that was in actually Walking Dead the last season when Daryl uh, burned down the cabin uh, in an emotional catharsis. And kind of, weirdly enough, um, I heard the Mountain Goats earlier years ago and not like them and but then you know I'm not up on my Walking Dead I basically stopped watching after the first but when you season. get to it you'll be like I totally know all the words in that song and they skipped a verse there and they do um, but it's not that I don't like the Walking Dead it's just one of those where I'm like it's it's actually pretty much kind of like Justified and Breaking Bad where I'm like you know what I'm gonna wait this seems like something I'll enjoy if I binge yeah on. but have you watched all of Breaking Bad I got the last episode ruined for me, so I have a very sour taste in my mouth about it. You know what? But Brian Cranston says, you didn't see the bag zip up. Who like knows? I said, I know how the episode, I know how the series fucking ends, because the customers that I have fucking ruined it for me. Next track. Uh, Abyss of Woe by Guar. <laughs> now, um, this is bittersweet. Thank you. It's actually been talked about for a long time, and I think you and I have talked about it before, about how... You can't do it now, unfortunately, because he's fucking dead. But Guar is a show everybody in their fucking life should see at least once. And yes, you'll spend a couple days getting fluids out of your hair and clothing. Uh, yeah, Guar juice. That doesn't need to be on a talking part. I That's just want to show you later. Um, this, once again, uh, mostly because Otis Warunga said away. I yeah. passed away. Um, but, but that I just love that line where he's like, like we attracted the, you know, we attracted a posse of souls, of trolls who'd grown fat and sloppy on the roasting of souls. Like it's so goddamn dramatic in D and D, it's ridiculous. I'm pretty sure the first mix you ever made for me had Pope on a rope on it. Uh, by Guar? Yeah. Mm, yeah. No, I might have had Sadamagogo. 
That's more my jam on that Pretty one. Pretty sure it was Pope on a rope. But anyways, next track. Um, Word Crimes by Weird Al. You want to explain this one? I you know why it's on and me. utterly critique your text messages constantly. Oh, don't make it out like it's just me. It's everyone's. I'm sorry. I think people are stupid when they don't make the correct grammatical It's apparent. Choices. You're incoherent. Yeah. Word crimes. Um, also, I had a really funny incident with blurred lines involving a dear friend of mine and a mutual acquaintance of yours when we're in a bar getting housed and she had never actually seen the uncensored uh, uncensored video for blurred lines. Where the lines are not blurred at all. Like I said, and I'm showing it to her, and she and I get into a five-minute argument if the lead actress whose name is escaping me that's been cast in Gone Girls, her boobs are real or not, and everybody in the entire bar has to come over to my phone and start looking at them and put in their two cents on whether or not they're fake boobs or not. By the way, I still maintain they're not. I'm just it was weirded Becky. out by no, the... No, it, uh, it was Becky. The, R- the RC car. Down yeah, why is it on her butt? Actually, I showed that to you for the first time, didn't I? On the show, yeah. yeah. I think you've never forgiven me for that. You've never forgiven me for that. Next, next track. Why did we even bother to whiteboard? We could just do it this entire episode. Uh, the... I told you it was going to be a long talk. Uh, we also have another one that's going to be a long effing talk. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, this is Your Life by Fight Club. Um, you're right. This was, I believe, on last It was year's on last track? year's birthday mix. Last Not year's late, br- just an observation. Um, which was uh, is a rarity for me, but they... Uh, 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 it's, Chemical Brothers. No. What? No. Well, yeah, it's by the Chemical Brothers, featuring Tyler Durden. Um, but that... Um, Chuck Palahniuk and David Mack released that they'll be doing the Fight Club sequel in comics. Which we've uh, actually looked at some of the art from. And if you want to, in terms of uh, expediency, I'll, I'll slam through this if you want. We don't need to. It's just we have a bunch of other shit to talk about. Um, I'm going to be, parentheses, 500 miles by the Proclaimers. I, they're, they're like two episodes that is heavily featured in How I Met Your Mother. Mm-hmm. One, when, Which ended this year. Like I said, when Ted and Marshall actually became friends, mm-hmm. that song featured heavily. And when Marshall gets the car from his brothers, it's also featured heavily. Nope, that's a flashback on the same episode. Is it? Uh-huh. No. Yeah, how the tape gets stuck in there? No, it's how we got the car originally. Oh, no, because that's when the car breaks there down. There you go, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah right, Not right, right. How, like I said, so Marshall and Ted... You have to be naked to order 500 cups of coffee or whatever that it's was. It's 10. 10 cups of coffee. And his brothers have come through before him and gotten all of the trays, lids, and straws. So it's 10 open cups of coffee naked in the car. And then they scare him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like I said, that's heavily featured on two episodes of How I Met Your Mother, which ended this year at Fuck You Last Episode. Next song. Uh, but seriously, fuck you last episode. Speaking of last episodes, Roxanne by the police. At no! The time, <laughs> at the time I made this mix, uh, Sony had not picked up um, Community, so um, at the time Community was canceled. So I thought um, I'd throw on Roxanne season, from... Five season and no movie. It wasn't six seasons in a movie, which is funny because now it would be six seasons in two movies, but still. What the fuck are you talking Sex about? Sex in the City. That's what that quote's based on. No, he says it with the cape. Six seasons in a movie. Sex in the City at the time he said that was six seasons in a movie. That's what it's based on. That's and where I'm stopping in terms of... Okay. 
I just imagine that the second oh. Sex in the City movie is close akin to Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull for, for uh, Sex in the City fans. Great, Sullivan's in the desert, and uh, Tom Cruise isn't in it because he'd be scaling that building from Ghost Protocol. Moving on. <clears throat> uh, you'll no. enjoy this one. What? Sorry. Girlfriend in a Coma by the Smiths. I know, it's serious. Okay, the best part about this is that now the Smiths are permanently in your iTunes. Yep, couldn't, couldn't get it otherwise. Had to buy it. Now, explain to me why the Smiths are on this mix. And I'm not actually looking for a diehard, like, oh, you've said it before, but why were we even talking about that song? Um, one, it's just so ridiculous. Okay. Two, it pertains to a Metalopolypse episode. That's what it was. All right. No, yeah. that was the origin of us talking about the song, yeah. is that he literally ends up with a girlfriend in a coma. Three, Morrissey is just such an egotistical D-back. And may or may not ride a cock horse. No, he rides a cock horse. Mm. Cock horse. Cock horse. However. Way to go, Warlock Ventures. Like I said, I, I actually really like a lot of what the Smiths has done, but it's it's the difference between a band and a solo career. Like you It's can the Sugar see, Cubes and Bjork. Like I said, you can see where the other band members kept him in fucking line. And then you can the see Sugar Cubes where and Bjork. he went freaking insane. I wouldn't say insane. What's the depression um, equivalent of insane? motherfucking egotistical D-bag asshole tries to not play venues that don't serve exclusively vegan. Yeah, because he's fucking Morrissey. Cock horse, cock horse. Cock horse, cock horse, cock horse. And cock horse. huge in South America, which we'll talk about some other time. Go ahead. Um, I thought it'd be funny to throw on uh, track 18. Poor, poor, pitiful me by Warren Zevon. But that's also both of us. Once again, yeah, I mean, if you listen to the words, it's very much the last kind of year that you and I have had together where... It's, it hasn't been a great year. I mean, you, you know and I, what? You know I are still here, we're still standing, we're still functioning, but you and I are both like, meh, 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 meh. You know, you put me through some changes, Lord. You're a credit to your gender. I'm sorry. She put me through some changes, Lord. You're a credit to your gender. Mm-hmm. She put me through some changes, Lord. Just like a whirring blender. Um, and of course, I'm going to have Warren Zevon on there. I mean, it's me. Uh, number 19, No Big Deal, single version by Love and Rockets. Just, this is more me than anyone else. But it's Love and Rockets in general. Well, hey, you and I have you a love hate relationship with Love and Rockets. Everybody does. But you know, my spirit animal's a goth teenager. Come on, Love and Rockets. Not Bauhaus, which I don't like, but I like Love and Rockets. And I like Jazz Butcher, but... Bauhaus, not Bauhaus. Whatever. Fuck them. Um, yeah, I can't say with that middle finger when I say, Fuck Peter Murphy! He's such a dickbag. He I is love a him dick so bag. much. He's a bag of dicks. He's such a um, bag of dicks. Number 20, Copy of Uh by Nunch Nails. Um, not only is this on there because the new album got released... But actually, it kind of replaced, in terms of my mixes, it replaced every day is exactly, exactly the same. And we've talked about this before, where I feel that a lot in my life, just because I work so freaking much. I'm a copy of a copy of a copy. Like I said, but I mean, it's the same thing with you, where you and I both are kind of vaguely workaholics. 
Where it's just oh, there's work. no vaguely in my life, but yeah. Well, it's the same thing with me. I work six effing days a week, if not work. Uh huh. Every day is a copy of a copy of a copy. And based on multiplicity, we all know how that ends. Which is super funny. So catch my peppy, Steve. Michael and I actually talked about this for two different reasons. We were watching a really interesting video of a guy downloading versions of a video and uh, downloading and uploading versions of video again and again and again and how much shittier the sound and the quality got every time. And I looked at Michael and I'm like, this is when you get a tape of a tape of a tape of a tape of a tape. Multiplicity. You know when you make a copy of a copy? No, but I mean, I want you to think about the high school years when it was all about the mixtape. And it was always a tape of a tape of a tape of a tape. And it sounded fucking terrible, but you still loved it. Like... Because and of the, please, the heart behind it. Like I said, please do not crucify me for this. For years, until I got lost in some fucking move, I had a tape of 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 a Dick Low Abortions album. I don't even know what that is. It's not important. Alright. But anyways. What is important? Oh, you're the it's not important guy. You're the unimportant man. Yeah, we're going to keep going on. What's the next track? Apparently my thought doesn't matter. No, no, no. But you're the unimportant man and... Robert McKees. But I mean, think about yourself as a teenager and think about yourself now. You're a tape of a tape of a tape of a tape. Um, no, it's, a, it, no, I would it's, say it's tec- the Patton tec- Oswalt. I don't hate music anymore. I go from eh to eh. Like I said, it's the Patton Oswalt. The, more, the older you get, the more ambivalent you are. I completely agree. Next track. Dead Girls by Voltaire. <laughs> Oh, Voltaire. One? You know what I really want? I just want to go to... I want to go to Vegas, and I want to go to a fucking lounge, and get a stupid fucking drink, and see Voltaire. He plays Vegas? No, but that's where I want to see him. Oh, okay. Voltaire doesn't play anywhere. It's Uh, Voltaire. He probably plays LA a lot. But you know what I mean. Um, like I said, I want to, I want to pretend it's 60s Vegas. This was kind of a nod to Ager inner teenage goth kid. Um, and two, once again, it's more about me, um, kind of steering me in the wrong direction, uh, love-wise, and that I'd rather just, you know, fuck dead people, because there's no fear of rejection there. (laughs) And then finally... That was your outside voice. That was my speech bubble, not my thought bubble. I'm okay with that. Necrophile. Um, and then, I don't know if you actually, have you listened to the last track? Of course, I listened to the whole thing. Being a dickhead's cool. Which, um, um, I, I when, am, no, when Tony listened to that, I mean, when Tony read the, the, the track on that, almost beat himself laughing. When he what? When he what? Read the track list on Tuesday. This is a song that I've come across recently, uh, in the last couple months, and I was like, I've got to throw it on there. Based on us talking about hipsters. But it's just also one of those things where you and I are very much, I like what I like, I am who I am, go fuck yourself. Yeah, but, you know, confronted with the people that are in that song, and I've been confronted by people my own age who fit into that song where they wear glasses for no reason. What's really funny is that I saw this as this year's reflection of a track from last year. Okay. I can't get behind that by William Shatner and Henry Rawlings. Oh, and you see this as like I'm getting behind that? Like No no I'm... no no. 
this was their complaints from last year. This is this complaints from this, this year. year. Okay, okay. Like I, I said, no, Ooh. no, no, no. Once again, not, happy accident that like I really like that. Not okay. a reversal, just a, an evolution. Okay. You oh, totally it. see that, don't you? I do, and I'm, it's a happy accident. Love it. Now I can't, I actually wish you wouldn't have brought that up, because then I'm going to like be aiming at that on next year's, where I'm like, Oh no! What I, am I angry about this year? I didn't see that as you did it on purpose. I saw oh, God, that no, as the this is how we are. This is awesome. The I hate these things because they're stupid. I hate these things because they're stupid. Does that make sense? Yep. Should we move on? Let's, shall yeah. we continue? Let's shall. Let's shall. Yeah. So this is going to be a short Sounds one. A word. Like I said this is going to be a short one. The episode, or no, I'm gonna talk about a very short one. Yeah. Um, we all know that I got the Chromecast, which I love. The what? The Chromecast. You said Chrome. What? Fresh Chromecast. I've got the Chromecast, Chrome Frige. Like I said, I got the Chromecast. Chrome Sounds crest. like your lady junk's all crudded up when you say that, doesn't it? Oh that? Lord. Yeah. Like I said I got the the small device which I plug into my TV, which works with any. That's not it's a metaphor. That's not a metaphor. So that is, I wouldn't say caused me to, but I mean I've rewatched a bunch of stuff. We already talked about how I rewatched all the Darias, mm-hmm. except for the movies, which I'm very sad they don't have. Recently, like within the last couple weeks, they put up first six and then now all nine available episodes of Criminal Minds, where a character gets hooked on pot. Dot, dot, dot. And cocaine. Actually, I don't have a good response to that. We'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But it's it's one of those things where I've always liked Criminal Minds because I've actually, not necessarily profiling, but like analysis of physical evidence and... And when you say profiling, you don't mean racially. No. But I mean, analysis of physical evidence and the conclusions people draw has always kind of fascinated me, and I cannot for the life of me remember what comedian made this joke where they're talking about all of the influences we draw from people's money back in the day, like, you know, coins that are hundreds, if not over a thousand years old. And he's like, if people look at our money now, they'll think we're obsessed with eagles and we all trust in God. And the Illuminati. But it's just one of those things where it's like, I, I find it very interesting, the conclusions that people draw from almost zero evidence. Moving on. Mrs. Downfire. Um, we have I'm talked continu- about R.I.P. Robin Williams. We did, we, we did talk about last week, uh, remembering Robin Williams. And, uh, my two favorite my Robin Williams. My selling point, by the way, last week was, we remember Robin Williams, and we try to forget Ninja Turtles. Um, no, it's just the new one. I still like old one. Yeah, well, that's not what's trending on Twitter. You really, really did not want to talk about it. At no, all. I didn't. And anyway, still don't. Um, so I'm on my, uh, I'm still on my Robin Williams kind of uh, marathon retrospective. Have you uh, watched Good Morning Vietnam? That's actually what's on. Uh, what's up next? I didn't get to get to it because of another movie we'll talk about a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I watched Doubtfire. Once again, still holds up. Um, I I get a little itchy about the drive-by fruiting. It's so cliche. Um, that actually I mean, made I, me laugh. I, I, I think really hard. I think some of the the humor is still very dated, but how is drive-by fruiting dated? 
Since Biggie and Tupac, you don't really hear about drive-bys. Oh, no, that shit happens all the time. Yeah, but you don't fucking hear about it. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. That's actually kind of the point. You don't read the That Huff- I don't. You don't read Huffington Post, do you? No, I don't read the HuffPo. No, you should read the HuffPo. I do Anyways, other thoughts on Mrs. Doubtfire? Uh, it holds up. Uh, it deserved to win the Academy Award for makeup. Um, I love that while reading the trivia, because you know when I watch a movie, I will go to the IMDb trivia page. Like, I'm sorry, I that movie, like, I, just think about it now, and you can think about five scenes that crack you the shit up. Yeah. You're thinking about him putting out his boobs with the, 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 the pan tops, aren't you? Actually, it's the part where he walks up to Har- uh, Harvey Firestein and he goes, Make me a woman. He goes, Honey, I'm so happy. And then he goes Harvey like, Firestein, the scene where he has to go and get the new face for the second time. It's like Be gentle, she's like, elderly. Like I said, it's like a twenty second intercourse. Crazy. Between the two of them. But uh, it's still fucking hilarious. Also the matchmaker, matchmaker, make oh, me a matchmaker. And she does and, and, and they do the uh the and I never caught it when I first saw it. The gentle reference. Yeah. Like all of the Barbara Streisand stuff. Like I never caught that. Or when he's doing Although the... the matchmaker, matchmaker is yeah. on the roof, not Yentl, but you're still getting yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that, uh, when he goes, who does this to you? Oh, you know, uh, what is it? Uncle Frank and Aunt Jack? Loved it. Once again, and once again with the birdcage, things that kind of flew in the face of kind of the social mores Convention. at the time. Convention. Convention, yes, thank you. You know, with, like, the the kind of gay... I'm so sad that nobody can see my hand gestures, like, pretty much every time we record. Actually, both of our... Oh, my God, we should just do a fucking uh, YouTube channel with our hand gestures. Not our faces, not anything else, just our hand gestures. No applause, just the mocap? Oh, God. New show, people. New show. We should move on. Two? Sorry, couldn't help it. The movie that made you not I'm watch... I'm doing the Prince thing now. I actually saw the greatest fucking gif with the Avengers to the Friends theme. Clips of all of them from their other movies cut together. Yeah? Like, you know, they, they totally did. Uh-huh. You know, Natasha, Steve. I like your first name. Bruce. You're on, you're on first name basis. No, that's, Clint. No, but I mean, that that was the... the name old, those characters, actually, but, well, actually you can because it's Avengers. Easily. And, yeah. Because thanks to the movies, you can do that now. Anyways, but the yeah, name the second fucking. Bucky. Name the second. Well, Bucky, can you do it? Well, yeah, he's uh, really Winter Soldier. Uh, name the second Black Widow. Anyways, do we want to talk about the movie you were watching? Why you couldn't watch Good Morning Vietnam? Sure. I made an assumption. I assumed it was Maleficent. Yeah. Yeah, that was the movie you were watching, so you couldn't watch Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, it kind of took the place of it on movie night. Um, Because I had a business meeting. Long story short, you'll hear about it on Dam. Um, Then I had a business meeting on uh, Thursday, so I had to do movie night on Wednesday. Maleficent, thank you for very thinly veiled rape references. He He took her wings. Yeah, no, no. Thinly veiled rape references. I I will say, one of the darker moments of that movie is, yeah, when she realizes her wings are gone, which I guess is her weird rape virginity. Like I said, that is a very thinly veiled reference to a sexual assault. Um, she cry screams, and it's extremely powerful. I didn't say it wasn't well acted. 
Um, this is one of the movies where I kind of dodged it. Um, this is kind of a criminal minds thing. It's like that when you understand the story of the person perpetrating a crime, does that make the crime lessened? Stop putting rape in everything. Let me just talk about a goddamn Disney movie. It's always about rape, Doug. I know. I'm oh, God, we that. have to talk about that, too. We have to talk about Dick and his series. I don't even know what that means. Veronica Mars. Oh, I texted you about that like two weeks ago. I texted you about that months ago. Ass. We'll talk about it next week. We have a lot to get done. Maleficent, um, well, I would say, I'm going to just slam through this. Um, was it worth watching? Actually, on the love to shovel it, like, it was on the love side. I was tell me the really impressed that you liked by about it. it and the, like I said, tell me what you liked about it and what the story. The um, story it wasn't afraid to go dark. I loved that it had firm roots in the original 1959 animated. Mm-hmm. There was literally a part where... Um, you guys know Snow White was the first Disney princess ever, which means that Maleficent was basically their first villain. No, because Snow White is the evil stepmother. Sleeping Beauty is Maleficent. Disneyed. No. No. What are you talking about? Maleficent was Snow White. No, it wasn't. Maleficent was Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty. I literally just watched the movie two days ago. Nope, you're right. Yeah. I, I'm so sad people couldn't see the eye, eye, the eyelid, the eyelid twitch during that. Disneyed. All right, moving on. Sorry, go ahead. Um, finishing thought. I love that it had. I don't remember where I was at. That it had the original nods of the 1959 animated. Um, I will say that it was a better movie than I thought it'd be. And that's... I thought it'd be really kind of okay, cheesy. Here's the thing. I never thought it would be a bad movie. I thought it would be trite. Was it, it trite? No. Oh, God, no. It, was really, it, it, it wasn't afraid to go into dark places. And easily one of the funniest moments. Weirdly enough, one of the funniest moments is one word. Where, and I'm not spoiling anything... When Aurora, the princess, uh, as a child, finds Maleficent and goes... Played by? Angelina Jolie? It's played by her daughter. It's played by her daughter, uh, Vivian. No, I'm actually talking about further into the movie Oh, when... the other one. Um, God, what was the name of that actress? Elle Fanning. But like I said, the, when she was a... Elle Fanning. Yeah, no, but I mean, Maleficent, when she was much younger, was actually played by Angelina Jolie's daughter. No, she wasn't. Aurora was. It's when she hugs her. Because that kid looks exactly like Brad Pitt. Don't fuck with me. I just watched that movie two days ago. Finishing thoughts. That. No, the scene you were talking about. The part Funny. where she goes, I know who you are. And she goes, you're my fairy godmother. And she just goes, this inscrutable character. Goes... With Jim Jeffries' face, goes, what? I had to pause. I was laughing so hard. Not because it was necessarily like, intentionally funny, but it was like this rare moment where like that character could be slapstick and go, what? I find it actually... I loved it. I find it super interesting that, especially socially now... What and Vivian doing? Jolie Pitt, like I said, played younger Aurora. When she was like five, she hugs her. I, don't... 
Now, I find it interesting now, and you, you can kind of go with me on this, that we're kind of back to the 70s anti-heroes. We're going back to bad people that do bad things, but we want to know the reason that they do bad things. Bullshit. That died with payback with Mel Gibson. Which is a fantastic really anti-hero good, story. Really. Yeah. Breaking Bad. He's an anti-hero. Well, uh, okay, I'm talking movies, not No, I'm, I'm talking in general. Breaking Bad, he's an anti-hero. Maleficent, anti-hero. Rick Grimes, to some extent, on Walking Dead. Actually, I was going to say that next. Actually, good. I was going to go Carl Grimes. I'm sorry, it's pronounced Carl! Carl! But like I said, we're, we're kind of in an anti-hero phase, because we want to know why... Well, you know, sunspot shit happens every 20 years. If you want to look at comic books 20 years ago, it was the 90s, and you had Ghost Rider, Punisher, Wolverine. Like I said... Heroes that weren't afraid to kill. Like I said, it's an anti-hero theme. Next. Because I could get on the 90s comic book scene for hours. Uh, this is going to be a supersized episode, and we know it. So, I'm going to talk about old people. <laughs> no, no, you're going to laugh when I say this. So... You watch Golden Pond? On oh, Golden Pond. It's called on Golden Pond. I can't talk about this. I could go on about this for like 20 fucking minutes. Could you really? On, on a golden bond? No, it's Catherine Hepburn. With Bobblehead? And Peter Philadelphia Fonda. story. Amazing. Never mind. We're not going to talk Philadelphia. about Philadelphia. That's where it's comes from. Ow! Oh! You titty slapped me. I hope you guys heard that. I just titty slapped him. Oh, I guarantee it's right there. I'm looking at the way. Anyways, old people. I had a birthday this week, which we have referenced and talked <laughs> about. Wine, wine, wine. Um, our non-term got a package yesterday. <laughs> I'm so sorry, you can't see this. It's so angry. <laughs> Don't be such a bitch, bitch. We slap your fucking teddy and see how your nipple is angry. I double dare you. No. Anyways, sorry, that was because I was hot. Oh no, that zip was a fucking dare is what it was. That's because I was actually overly warm. Uh-huh. I realized the other day that I am officially old. No, you're not. Uh, no, I play trivia twice a week, I have an established card night, and I collect board games. No, like, literally officially old. What are you, checking for a lump? Such an angry nipple. Like I said, no, officially old. Like I said, trivia twice a week. <laughs> Established. Can make it harder. Go ahead. I, I, I don't think I can actually go on. Let's talk about Justifies Batman. Suck in my teddy Red Bull. We, um, what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago? Uh, about three weeks ago, yeah. Three weeks ago, I posed a theory to you that blew your effing mind. Uh, yes. Like, literally blew your effing mind. That Justified <coughs> is effectively Batman. Which is funny, because I've been waiting for Justified to end before I start watching it, because I watched bits and pieces of it, I'm like, I'm going to love this series. Oh, yeah, you are. It's something I need to binge on. And, the and if you don't, we're not friends anymore. Lead actor in Justified. Timothy Elephant? Yeah. I mean, Hitman? I have loved him. I mean, that dick from The Girl Next Door? Highly underrated film. Yeah. 
actually. I, I agree. I, I've essentially loved him in everything he's ever done. You guys know I've loved Deadwood. I love Girl Next Door. What's in Deadwood? Yeah, he was the sheriff. Yeah. He was Sheriff Bullock. Boner. Are you fucking kidding me? Which is Boner. weird, because I don't actually mention Sergeant Bullock in um, my list. Catch and Release. He was the love interest. Yeah, with Kevin Smith. Yeah, I know, I know. Well, like I said, I've loved everything he's ever done. I've caught bits and pieces of Justified. I called it spot on, like, four fucking weeks ago. Batman. Go on. Justified versus Batman. No, I, Justified is the best uncostumed Batman I've ever fucking and seen. And I did the kind of, I, I did a note equivalent of a Venn diagram. You did the breakdown. Raylan Givens. Timothy Oliphant. Uh, Batman. Obviously. Batman. Um, and this is all, these are all character names. Uh, Art Mullen, his boss. Commissioner Garden. That's obvious. It's not a hard jump to make. Yeah. Eva Crowder. Catwoman. She bounces, she kind of tap dances that line between legal and... Well, she's she's ambivalent. She's not good or bad. She is what she is. Tim Gutterson, who you might remember from the stoner from Eurotrip. Yeah, he's he's Robin. Also a highly underrated film. Oh, yes. Eurotrip, are you kidding me? But he's Robin. Juice. Uh, Rachel Brooks, the character. Uh, Batgirl. Absolutely. Winona Hawkins, uh, his estranged wife and baby mama. I'd say Vicky Vale. Vicky Vale? Vicky Vale. Don't start. Sorry. Chuck of Robert. course, Chuck Boyd Robert. Crowder is the Joker. Here's the thing, is that the actor who plays Boyd Crowder... Walter Goggin. He's amazing. I've loved him since The Shield. But he always plays a very morally ambivalent character. <laughs> As he does in Justified, except for this next season. We'll see where he goes on that one. No, 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 no. He plays a morally ambivalent character in essentially everything he's ever done. However, him as the Joker, it's a very strict moral code he sticks to. Like, he is very, very centered. In the characters he plays. Exactly. No, no, no. This is not him as a person. This is him as an actor. Him as a character. The character that he plays, it's a very strict social code. The next season will be very interesting. So more of your Venn diagram. What more about Justified as you realize this Batman, which I pointed out to you? Like, uh, let's it, see. We it's it's that... like Sons of Anarchy. Win Duffy. Win Duffy would be the Penguin. Um, you have Arlo Givens, actually uh, Randall Givens' father, but being the Riddler based on that, he left a riddle after he died with the whole, like, Weird empty money bag in the wall um, that was pretty much the third season, or fourth season, rather. Um, Bo Crowder, I think that was MC Gainley, was uh, Black Mask. He ran kind of the complete, like, you know, uh, yeah, like uh, uh, trafficking um, on that one. Dewey Crow, I'm sorry, Dewey Crow, but you're a low level thug. You're the kind of guy I don't waste more than five seconds on no, it's one of those, on the video games. Like I said, you don't have information for me. You're done. Yeah, but he's comedy. Uh, Daryl Crow Jr., played by Michael Rappaport, I would actually say is the Red Hood. He kind of comes. The red, no, the Red Hood is not one character though. The Red Hood is multiple. No, I, I, I don't. I, I really do mean like the Jason Todd Red Hood. Okay. Like, in the New Fifty Two, the Red Hood. Like um, I said, I mean, in general, it's been established the Red Hood is not one person. 
Even the well, Jokers, uh, even the Jokers wore the red hood. He was the second to last person to do it. The last person to do it was Jason Todd. Yes, I know. I've been reading New Fifty Two. It's I've it's a thing. Read under, I mean, uh, Max Bennett it. played by Margot Martindale, amazingly by the way. Two Face. I would say the way she kind of yeah no her duplicity in terms of the series. Uh, Robert Quarles played by Neil McDonough, who I love. And you would know him in uh, Assault and Arkham. I believe he plays Deadshot. Would be the Calendar Man. Cold, calculating, schedule-based. Absolutely. It's just funny because you say Calendar Man and I go straight back to Venture Brothers. And Wendy Crow. Shut up, Mr. Monday. What? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I'm White Noise. How do you even know what color your skin is? Um, Wendy Crow, played by Alicia Vitt, would be... Poison Ivy, based on the fact that she's driven a wedge uh, by flirting with Raylan Givens uh, to drive a wedge between him and Amy Smart, and or I'm sorry, estranged uh, baby mama. So, yeah, it's fucking Batman without the cowl. Like I said, I said that to you and your brain basically exploded. It... So, um, I'd like to talk about the llama problem. Sure. It's been mentioned a few times before that the Nomintern gets me a llama basically every time he travels. I have as many notes as I want, bitch. No. Anyways. Like I said, I built a totem. Um, mm -hmm. You told me it looks creepily like the last llama you had on that game you were Alpaca. The alpaca evolution. Yeah. It, it really does. Mm, you're building it. Also, um... And so it eats llamas, so that makes total sense that it would keep gaining llamas. Well, we're switching from llamas to tigers, so we'll see how this gets. Oh my. Exactly. I'm sorry. Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. Thank you, George Takai. He never said that on Excuse the me. Enterprise. Excuse me, Takai. Rhymes with gay. Oh. I'm not shitting you. He said that to William Shatner. So, on Tuesday, you recommended me a free audiobook, mm -hmm. Tales of Drist, which I begrudgingly downloaded at the time. Well, at the time, it wasn't begrudging, it was, it was fighting a virtual war to get that book, but yeah. I was annoyed and half-tossed. Half? You talked more shit than usual on that one. I'm sorry, Hufflepuff didn't know how to pronounce Newt. No, that would fall under my arena. The fact that you were like, the K is silent, like knowledge, and then said that three times loudly. Hopefully As if you were summoning a demon or Beetlejuice, or knowledge. God, I wish I could summon knowledge. However, so... Knowledge. 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 No, it, that's already fine. You fucked it up. You fucked it up. No, just me three times. No, but it just is like three times by any person. Do you know in community when they say Beetlejuice three times, he walks in the background? Yeah, I know. I actually saw that. Mm -hmm. It's almost like the, the weird blowjob joke. Uh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, like, no, yeah. I do. Yeah. However, <laughs> Tales of Drist. I've Tell actually me. started to really enjoy it. I'm, I'm on the Danny Pudi chapter, which means I'm like not even halfway through. 
but like really really enjoy I mean they're I love R.L. Salvatore I mean they're, they're I, super I, the non- Forgotten Realms stuff is amazing like I said they're very non-canonical weird say not saying the weirdest weird, weirdest way of saying nautical non-canonical non-canonical except they're very non-canonical actually which it just makes they me actually think are like I said it just makes me think I'm missing pieces so oh, I yeah, need you to are. look up everything with Drist, yeah. yeah, this he's been a re, it's been a reoccurring thing in a lot of R.L. Salvatore's writing in terms of Forgotten Realms and D and D. But I mean, they're they're well written, extremely nuanced, fucking gorgeously descriptive pieces of work, and it's a free effing book. It's like I said, I could be yeah. When you have a book written by effectively like one of the most well known DMs ever, like I said, begrudgingly downloaded this book. I was so horrifically wrong. You just wanted to have IC read you a fucking fantasy story. Haven't gotten to him yet. Okay. I haven't gotten to any of it. Like I said, haven't gotten to him yet. Honestly, um, Dan Harmon, excellent reader. Felicia Day, eh. Really? I mean, it's it's fine. Dan Harmon's better. Danny Pudi is fucking ox. I, I, all beds reading me a story. Are you fucking kidding me? And then I'm a troll person. That's actually almost the only thing I can think because there actually is a drow, i.e., a dark. Well, I was going to say a dark elf in the story. Yeah, I know what a drow is. Like I said, all I can think of is Kim Jong as a black elf. Brutalatops. Exactly. Yeah, that's. Did you notice, by the way, on the second D and D episode that they had the uh, Brutalatops Memorial Bridge on the map? Yeah. Hmm. Mm. Let's just move on. Like I said, Tales of Driss, if it's still free, fucking download it. I'm so wrong, fucking download it. You fought me so long on that one. So how about this? Doctor Who? It's not a goddamn question. The Doctor's no, coming it's, back. It's, it's the new Doctor. How now, we haven't talked about this in literally eight months. I'd say a coon's age, but that's racist. Then don't say it out loud. It happened. See? Everyone's a critic. Oh, crap. Um, Doctor Who's coming back. Tonight. Um, I hate to sound like damn Doug, but at time of recording, I will have not have seen the new Doctor Who, but it is coming back tonight. It is Peter Capaldi, 12th Doctor. There's already rumors that Clara is leaving on the uh, Christmas special. Not happy about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm really not. A, who are you going to replace her with? Two, um, I really would have liked to have seen... I think Clara could have come into her own under a new Doctor. Easily. Easily. What she went through with Matt Smith's Doctor. Oh, yeah. The whole, like, war of the planet he was going to die on, which I I suddenly forget the name. Um, Trivia or whatever it is. Not trivia. Um, But that she really was with, quote-unquote, the Doctor... For his last couple lifetimes, before the Gallifreyans gave him the new blah blah blah, blah, blah. yeah, and they wrote it out so they could be a twelfth Doctor. Um, but I'm really, looking, I'm really looking forward to kind of a cranky older Doctor. Um, I haven't had that in terms of my generation's Doctors. Uh, we've had, I would say, Moody at best with Chris Eccleston, um, and then obviously I. I would say bipolar at best with Matt Smith near the end um, or at the very beginning but not in the middle 
Uh, but we really haven't had a kind of cantankerous doctor uh, in our generation, Deb. Oh, no. Because um, Tom Baker was long gone by the time I first saw him on the PBS. But Tom Baker... Well, you don't mean dead. He was, he was no, 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 just no, recently in one of the specials. Like I said, he wasn't the doctor. Correct. Do we want to talk about the other thing? The, the other blast from the past here? Somebody started re-watching Muppets. Oh, no, we'll talk about that next week. Okay, so I'm literally 14 minutes in. We haven't gotten my favorite part with... Uh, I'll just tell everyone. My favorite part of the movie is where Constantine uh, 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 switch places with Kermit and does the best, worst Kermit Frog impression ever. I'm sure Deb would like to hear it again. No. Hello, I am Kermit the Frog. Time to start the Muppet Show. Yay! So, Time internet to light told me the I'm lights. wrong. I'm sorry? Internet told me I'm wrong. No, you're just going to shit on me now. Yeah, I am. Yeah, you are. Um, Hamato Yoshi was the name of Splinter's master. Like I said, the... Like and, said, or, and, the and, or, and or who actually evolved into Splinter, depending on your continuities. Uh, but Hamato Yoshi was Splinter's master in the terms of the first Ninja well, Turtle movie. When I was talking about him in the cage. Doing the bad the stop motion yeah, animation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Ravagers. Ravagers was Yondo's tribe. And Not Ravagers. Ravagers. Right. And the things that kept your shoes tight are called belt biters. I actually kind of want some now. Not because I need to keep my laces tied. But, but because of hipster irony? No, it's, it's one of those ties to childhood. Like, I remember wearing my white L.A. gear shoes with pink laces with the Ninja Turtles bow riders on them. Uh-huh. Which might be the most, like, 80s thing I've ever said in my entire life. Were you listening to Tiffany? I was not. Or Debbie Gibson? I did not have modern music at that point. I was oh. very into Mozart. You were listening to Old Kids on the Block? I was really listening to Mozart. Mm. Internet told me I'm wrong. Done. Mistakes I made this week. Doug, any? Not that you want here on Dan. So, there has been much talk about Deborah's ingress problem. And Deborah breaking two phones in the last four months. Mm-hmm. Deborah has already started to very easily break said phone case. Like, I will point out to you very shortly. Like, the phone case I got apparently is not a good phone case. I have already broken it in two places. It's been, what, a week and a half, two weeks? Two things. One... Stop referring yourself in the third person. You are not the Hulk. And two, what did Michael and I say? It's not Deb-proof. It's Deb-resistant. It's a shitty case. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be able to break it this easily. And frankly, I haven't dropped it once, and it's already started to break. There and there. He's inspecting said case. How the hell did you even do that? I don't know. I haven't dropped it yet, and the case has already started to break. Michael ordered me a new one that's just basically an otter box, which sounds like a terrible sexual maneuver, but still. Or why you get kicked out of SeaWorld. <laughs> I'll tell you what a blowhole's not for. How do you... No, I have no idea. I have yet to drop that phone, and I... It literally looks like you took, like, a chisel to it. I don't understand how you even did that. I haven't done jack and or shit to it. Alright. No. That's a money back guarantee you're getting back. Yeah. Oh wow, that's really warped. Yeah, I know. Jack oh, wow. or shit. Is that the home button? Okay. So, 
to finish up the episode, social contract. I don't think we actually have one. Don't be a dick. No, that's the general social contract. Don't be a dick bag to people. Wheaton's law. Be nice to each other. Don't let everybody walk all over you. You know what? Being nice to each other is not an excuse. Stop being entitled in great. You know what? That's, that's Deborah and Doug's law. This has been a Blood Alcohol Content Network production. For more information, visit www.bacnpodcast.com. Your home for almost bacon and banjo!